Hello. Episode 83. What's up? What's going on? God damn it. I just can't do two of these things in a month. A lot of shit going on. So I didn't get that second one in a gym. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Come Lose It with Matt Duncan. I am your host. If you are, you know, getting a little overwhelmed with work, you know, you're losing your fucking mind. You know, you're 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 eating a, a bit too many cookie here and there. You're you're looking for that sugar snippet to put down your gullet just to get a little bit of joy in your hard work day. Do not be down on yourself. Tomorrow is another day, and that's what this podcast is all about. We're just trying to do our best. Yeah, maybe I am trying to lose weight. That's always the goal. Has been for damn near 10 fucking years. <laughs> This podcast is the longest, most unsuccessful health and fitness podcast. You know, it doesn't help that we are one of the only pro fast food fitness podcasts in the biz. Heads up, McDonald's is back with the Grand Mac for a limited time. Now, you know I ate this burger, and I if you go back to a past episode, I gave a review on the Grand Mac, and it was too much. I don't, I don't get it. I would honestly rather go with a double Big Mac than this big fucking thing. You know, stop fucking with the Big Mac. The Big Mac is fine. It doesn't need any, it doesn't need all these different iterations. I've said this before, okay? Just let it leave that one alone. Do what you want to the fucking cheeseburger. Do what you want to the filet of fish. Leave the fucking Big Mac alone. God damn, I've been working my ass off. I'll get to that in the fitness update because it has affected my ability to work out, to get that urge to, you know, I just, I have such a hard time getting started at working out at the beginning of the day. I like to work out late. I don't know. I, something about after work, it's like I'm, I'm, I'm releasing the toxins of the work day that build up. My legs are fucking killing me from sitting. I got a stand. I got the stand desk going again. God, it's just, you know, we'll get to it. We'll get to it because there's too much shit in the opening turd to go through. So much shit has happened in the last month. Big things in the States. Roe versus Wade got overturned. Roe versus Wade got overturned. I can't. They always said it was going to probably happen with all these conservative Supreme Court judges. And it finally fucking happened. And you are seeing America starting to just strip away people's rights left and right. They came in, they're coming for women's rights. They're already talking about gay rights. They're going to take away fucking marriage. They're going to probably make sodomy fucking illegal again. So they're going to be throwing gay men in fucking jail. It's just, it's a real shit show in that country. And I, I don't think they got a fucking chance to clear the cloud until that fucking Donald Trump has a stroke, dies, something. Something takes away his voice box, his, his ability to type. Because this guy is like, he doesn't even have Twitter anymore. But he's still got a fucking voice. He's still stirring shit up with his dumb fucking followers. God damn it. And what did I say in the last pod? Did you listen to me when I said that the future of the states is splitting apart? And sure enough, a survey came out from a bunch of states saying that they would be better off leaving the states and becoming their own country. And these are states that rely heavily on government funding. So what what makes them think, maybe in a spiritual way, they think they would be better? We'd all be better if we weren't in these, you know, political prisms. Prisms and prisons. But they're going to, you got to have your own resources. You're going to have to import, export stuff in and out of your state. You're not going to have the gigantic United States government that prints money to send you so that you can, you know, pave your fucking roads and shit. Like it's, <laughs> it's just a fucking mess. It's a fun house. America is a fun house. And you know, like I love fun houses. I love to go, when I'm at a fucking fair or a carnival, I like a fun house. I like to go and look in the mirrors. I like to get freaked out and lost. 
Some of them are beautiful, but it's still a fucking fun house, and it's scary sometimes. It's a, it's a mix of scary and fun, and that is what America is. It's always going to be a fun house for me to visit. That's what it's always going to be, because you ain't got your shit together. You ain't got your shit together, America. And they got like this fucking, they were desensitized by this war going on in Ukraine. Now it's just like, oh, what did they bomb today? You know? We're just we're just flying past headlines now. Like, well, I guess this is just something we're used to now. Until the fucking Ukrainian president is like assassinated, then then maybe something will happen. But it's this you can feel it's this very sensitive situation between all the countries, you know. There's a lot of posturing. There's the there's the Russians and they're meeting with the Chinese and that's not a good sign. You don't want those two fucking talking about allegiances and shit. It's not good. You got fucking Brittany Griner, a WNBA star from the USA, fucking in prison in Russia. She's going to play basketball and she's fucking got caught with some fucking C B D oil vape. Now she's gonna face ten years in jail? Like that shit, it should be a fine. That's all political fucking play. That's a political play. And, you know, if you listen to the Confederacy of Dunks, that's my other podcast. That's a podcast that I produce, which is a Raptors podcast. Go to raptorsrepublic.com. You can go to dunkspodcast.com to listen. You know, we're, we're on a big, big, bigger network now. And every episode, we're talking about Brittany Griner off the top. You know, uh, the host, Freddie, he's got his own WNBA podcast called The Pickup, which is another thing if you want to get into the WNBA. Listen to his pod. That's another plug for him. But they got to talk about Brittany Griner all the time because she's just going to be forgot about in Russia. If she gets a 10-year sentence in Russia, she might not get the fuck out of there. She might not come home. So, you know, lots of fucked up shit going on. Lots of fucked up shit. Boris Johnson. Holy fuck, that fucking guy. I can't believe he got three years as prime minister. That's an amazing feat that that guy was prime minister of the UK for three fucking years. That guy was the dumbest looking. He just looked like he was there to just fuck with shit, you know? He didn't want to really do anything. He just wanted to be a goofball. He said, hasta la vista, baby, when he fucking resigned. Like, what the fuck? You don't really think of Britain, have, you know, they've got stuffy conservative leaders and stuff. You don't see them going the full Trump way with uh, like a, a Boris Johnson clown, Trump clown, same fucking vein, you know. But now, you know, this populist shit, and I don't really know if Boris Johnson falls under the populist thing, but we got this fucking Pierre Polivier. I haven't, I didn't know anything about this fucking guy. And now he's running for the conservative leadership in Canada. This is for my American listeners. We have a conservative party. He wants to be the leader of the fucking country. And he's full on like, he's, 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 he's like a jolt cola of populism. He's doing all the bullshit, just trying to get people stirred up. So showing that he's a, you know, a, a man of the people. And he's so full of fucking shit. He knows, he knows what he's doing. He knows what the fuck he's doing, what he what he needs to do. I really hope it doesn't come down to an election where we have to fucking vote against this guy. Like I if he becomes the prime minister, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fucking shit show. A fucking Trumpy but on Joel Cola shit show. The last part of this goddamn opening fucking turd. The fucking Plugmaster General. The Plugmaster General, he's pissing me off more than fucking Kim Jong-un. If you go back to the 2017 pods when I was freaked out about Kim Jong-un, I'm freaked out about this fucking idiot. Okay, because he's now pulled out of buying Twitter. Twitter's suing him for pulling out of the deal. And he... You know, he's been doing all this weird crypto shit. I talked about the last one where he's being sued for, you know, the the Dogecoin shit, you know, like him pumping it up and everything. And he's getting sued for billions for that. And then he came out and he's like, oh, you can buy Teslas with Bitcoin. You know, I'm all about the Bitcoin. Buy it with Bitcoin. 
And then now he just, the company sold 75% of their Bitcoin, all the Bitcoin that they got for cars. So they sold that shit at a loss because they definitely got those cars back when it was like 74,000 Bitcoin. And he's selling it at like 13 or 20 or whatever the fuck. It's not good, all right? I've got a little piece in Bitcoin and I refuse to sell until it goes back up to where it was because all these know-it-alls seem to say that it will one day, but it might be a long game. So once it gets back up, once I get my shit back up, because I don't like to lose money. I don't like getting into this stock shit. I think it's all a fucking joke if you ask me. I think there was a reason when I was in high school and I took fucking grade 12 economics that I just fucking couldn't pay attention to it. That I just didn't have an interest in it. You know, I think it's all fucking bullshit. It's all fucking bullshit. Just another fucking lottery machine, you know. You're fucking. You just gotta get lucky. You gotta fucking do this. You gotta short it. You gotta be like, I'm fucking give a shit. Okay, put it under my pillow. I'll put it under my pillow and I'll wait for the tooth fairy. That's what I'm gonna fucking do. I'll fuck up the tooth fairy. Put money under it. No teeth, just money. Fuck up the whole thing. <laughs> but fucking the plug master. He's also on this whole thing now where he wants to like repopulate earth with with his spawn he's had 10 kids now he's fucking having surrogates with (laughs) with grimes he's having twins with executives at his office he thinks that you know and the birth rate is down he's right about that the birth rate is down that is a problem for the civilization because we are not having kids like uh we used to there there's a huge decline on the birth rate but i think because it's like people like me that are like what, just bring kids into this world? So, like him, who's a shit dad? One of his kids was waiting to the day that they turned 18, changed their gender, changed their name, wanted nothing to do with him. The richest man in the world is this person's dad, and they want nothing to do with him. And this guy just keeps pumping him out because he's like, there's nobody on Mars. Listen to me. Listen to me before we get to the birthdays here. The majority of people do not want to fucking go to Mars. There is nothing enticing about living on Mars. It's a smaller planet. You can't breathe outside. There are no resources. So you are at the mercy of the shit that you bring with you. And let me tell you something. Maybe I am the right person because if you ask my friends... Me and my wife, we bring a lot of shit wherever we go. We we come, you you invite us over, we can set up a community in your backyard. <laughs> so we would be able to do it. We could at least be consultants in some of the things that you would need to bring. But the feel that that feeling that you're there and you could never take a fresh breath of air, every you're in that airport, you're in that fucking airplane recycled fart air the rest of your life. And this fucking idiot thinks that he wants to waste money. He wants to expel fuel with his rockets and tests and everything to send a fucking, like, can you imagine the shit show that first flight of people going, if they even made it to Mars, if they even made it, what shit show it would be on those Zoom calls? It'd be like a week. There'd be one guy be like, yeah, I killed everyone. I don't know if it's these recycled farts. You know, I just can't get a fresh breath here on Mars. I'd love to come back. I know I'm going to die here. So, yeah, I killed everyone. I ate them. It's going it'd to be, it'd be a mess. And, fuck, I do not want to go there with Elon Musk because I'm going to have to probably be his fucking plug doctor. I'm going to have to fucking be the guy that, you know, tapes his roots in or whatever the fuck the process is for it. I don't know. He's going to need a plug doctor. He's not going to go bald on Mars. He ain't going bald on Mars. And if you saw that picture of him, and look, we're not fat shaming. We're not body shaming on this podcast. It's come lose it with Matt Duncan. We don't do that here. You know I'm sensitive to that stuff. You know I have body dysmorphia. But if you see that picture of that (laughs) hairless, pale plug, there's no way that that guy's human. That is an alien that squeezes his way into some weird corpse. Like, there's nothing about Elon Musk that feels human to me the way he talks. I just, 
I can't, I can't fucking deal with him anymore. I can't do it, but I will. Because if it weren't for the birthdays, <laughs> what are we celebrating? Oh, that's not it. That's not it, folks. This is it. Okay, okay. Everybody calm down. Calm down. Paul Wesley is 40. Yes, Vampire Diaries, Paul Wesley, 40 years old. Happy birthday, sir. Woody Harrelson. God, what a career he's had. He's 61. Smoking that weed. He's smoking that weed. I've heard some stories about Woody Harrelson, someone that worked with him when he did a show. He did, he did like some play or something in Toronto, and he was just absolutely zonked at a Leaf game. Someone who worked with him on a production, they like, he was fucking, he, he drinks too. He'll drink. He's not just a weed guy. He's a vegan, you know, and he wears hemp and all this shit, but he, he can toss back some drinks and smoke some weed. And I think he's big into the edibles now. I think he's, you know, as what happens with a lot of old stoners. Catherine Hahn, 49. You know her. You know her. She's, uh, she did the, the, she did that meme where she does a wink, that beautiful meme wink. <laughs> She's done some shows. She's very good. You know, I've seen her around. She's great. Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter. He's only 33. God, it's kind of crazy. Like, I feel like we got a... Yeah, I like Daniel Radcliffe. He was that farting corpse, that movie. You know, I feel like that really showed some range, him farting as a dead corpse. The great Phil Hoffman would have been, like, 55 today. God damn, he died eight years ago. Phil Seymour Hoffman, one of the greats. Fuck. Fucking drugs got him. God damn that heroin. Marlon Wayans. Well, if you ask me in high school, Marlon Wayans, now 50. One of the funniest people alive. Those goddamn scary movies. You're, you're in high school, you're smoking weed for the first time, and you're going to see scary movie? Like, you can't laugh harder, folks. You can't fucking laugh harder. This is going to be big for the fans. Eric LaSalle, you remember him. He's 60. He's 60. He's from ER. He always had some cool earrings dangling from his ears. He's a real big, uh, you know, fan of, the, fan of the earrings, I would imagine. I love a fan of earring. You a fan of earring? Dad wouldn't let me get one when I was a kid. Edie McClurg. Oh, my God. If you see the picture of this woman, I just remember from Ferris Bueller's days out days off. I thought she died. She didn't die. She's still alive. She's 77. Edie McClurg. She's the one that was like the receptionist. She's like, he's a righteous stooge. He's a righteous dude. Did she say something like that? He's a righteous stooge. <laughs> She's uh, Edie McClurg. I just uh, love her name. I'm so glad that that's, that's what she just really matches the picture, you know? Bert Convy. Uh, he died a long time ago. Look, he would have been, he would have been 89. But he, uh, yeah, he got sick. He's one of the guys that was like the host of like, you know, Password and the Match Game and all that shit. And uh, he, look, it was this day 29 years ago that Coneheads came out. 1993, Coneheads came out on July the 23rd. Hot summer flick. And now that I'm looking at this fucking picture of these fucking Coneheads, I'll just say, just before I wrap up the birthday here. It's making me a bit sick. I don't know what's going on with me. I'm starting to gag about shit a lot more now. Now that I'm getting closer to my 40s, I'm gagging about shit. Maybe it's these fucking COVID tests I'm taking all the time. And I'm sticking them in, and I'm gagging. I'm doing the throat thing, and it's making me gag. But I'm looking at these fucking coneheads, <laughs> the poster for this movie. And I remember he's like, oh, he's got like a little mole on his fucking cone. And he's like, it wasn't even like rubbing, someone was rubbing oil on their cone. Oh, fuck, it makes me sick. It's making me fucking sick. Just the thought of it. These fucking gross cones, and they like made them more realistic where they have like a vein running up the fucking cone. I'm going to be fucking sick. Fitness update. <laughs> Sorry if I grossed you out about the fucking cone heads, but I can't look at them. I fucking can't look at them. Boy, what are they going to do for the 30th anniversary? What are they going to do? I don't think Connie still works. She played the daughter. <laughs> she played the daughter. She's also days confused. And I read her. I read the autobiography 
or it's not an autobiography, but you, you know, it's the type of biography that had, it's just a snippets on different chapters and stuff like that. I love that shit. That's like great for ADD brains. And uh, it didn't sound like she had the greatest time making that movie. Seems like Parker Posey. It didn't really get along with her. Anyway, we're moving on to the fitness update, guys. It's been, oh, God. You know, I feel like that guy in Wild Wild Country. You know, have you watched that doc about the fucking cult, the fucking commune that went out to Oregon and they built this big, you know, it was like a sex cult pretty much, but they built this big town for themselves out in the middle of Oregon. Uh, and uh, this uh, this one guy that was like high up in it, he looks like Stephen King. And yeah, I just remember in that movie, he's talking about how like he's working. He was a lawyer. He's I think he was the lawyer for the fucking weirdos. And he he uh, was talking about how fucking exhausted he was by work. And that is what I am. Maybe I need to join a commune. Me and my wife need to join a fucking commune. I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Because the amount of work I've had to deal with. Look, I like making money. I love it. And uh, I'd rather be busy than not busy. But, man, I don't want to. When you're in this busyness, when you're in this goddamn hurricane of work, you start to you start to think, like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I don't want to work like this. This ain't the dream. What the fuck am I doing? You know? I got to figure this shit out because, you know, this, I can't do this in my 40s. I can't continue with this mode. As you know, I'm going through some big changes now career-wise. It doesn't look like, you know, the acting thing is going to continue on the way it has. Once we go back inside for auditions, I ain't going. You know that. I've talked about it here. If the agents listen to my pod, they would know that too. You know, I got a sell tape I got to do after this podcast. And, you know, it's like I'm just, there's all this fucking union bashing and shit going on. There's agencies that aren't dealing with the union right now. A lot of actors are just not getting any opportunity to work. The auditions have been very, very cold through the summer. Very, very few. And, but I am at the end of that rope, man. And God bless the actors that can keep going. God bless the guys that I compete with that are in their mid-40s and late-40s, and they're still grinding it out in Canada, trying to get them small roles, trying to get them commercials, just trying to earn whatever extra money they can, while, while at the same time their soul is draining out of their ass. That's where it goes. And you're, you got to constantly keep scooping it back up into your ass, your soul. If you're going to keep that Canadian entertainment buzz going. And I don't have it. You know, my soul's gray now from, from the amount of door slamming I've put my head through. Put my head through a lot of fucking door slamming, folks. But anyways, the fitness update, I, there's not much to report back other than I got to somehow start my day with this shit. Maybe I'll feel better. You know, I got to get on the bike. I'm going to, I'm going to work out today. I'm going to work out tomorrow. You know, just. Uh, because I hate that I've I've slid off. I was on such a good roll with exercise. I was doing at least three times a week, at least three times. And now it's like, I'm lucky if I get two in. Lucky. Like, I don't think I've worked out since Sunday. It fucking sucks, man, because I, I it's not even about seeing the changes. It's just the feel. It's getting the blood flowing. It's getting the endorphins flowing. It's just, that's what's the most important part. So you know what? Don't wait in your day. Don't wait. Just fucking get to it. Do something. Go for a walk. It's all bullshit. <laughs> Do whatever makes you happy. But don't get lost. As I've said many times on this podcast, you know, it is a bit of a heat wave right now. But if you just go for a walk, it's going to make a huge goddamn difference on your fucking life. So I'm going to, you know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to come down hard on me. I'm just going to say that uh, it's not where I want it to be. Right now, fitness-wise, hasn't been for a couple of months, but I'm going to get back there. I'm going to get back there. I'm going to just try to make little incremental changes to, to to get back into a routine that can maybe help me to, you know, compartmentalize the stress of having all this fucking work 
driving me fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Health news. News that is health related. Okay, we got some fucking health news here, guys. We got a few things. I, I, I won't spend too long in it, but the first one that I wanted to talk about, I feel like we need to do this reminder every once in a while. You know, diets are bad. They are. In 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 there, you know, and if you're cutting out some bad processed food and stuff, that's good. But like when you're cutting out a nutrient, always bad, always bad. And in this one, I just uh, read this article about how, you know, people are still doing the low carb, no carb diet and they're getting like exercise flu because they don't have enough carbs in their body to like help recover and stuff. And they, you get sick after you work out. And I swear, I <laughs> don't worry. I get enough carbs, but I think what pisses me off, cause every once in a while I see that fucking idiot, Jordan Peterson, this fucking Jordan Peterson. Fuck. Oh my God. So he's someone who doesn't eat carbs. All he eats is meat. Right. And he got really sick. He almost died. Obviously, because he wasn't getting the right amount of nutrients. He won't say that, though. He's fully against carbs. He says it's like a miracle, <laughs> miracle worker for all his, his ailments, although he almost fucking died. I don't, I don't understand the fucking, the low carb shit, you know? You need carbs. It's something that I've known since I took like fucking anatomy in high school. They're the body's main source of fuel. So if you reduce your carb intake significantly, you're likely to notice a depletion in your energy levels, right? You got to have carbs. It can like give you brain fog because your brain needs glucose and the glucose gets broken down from carbs. So you might find you're in a bad mood. You might be struggling to concentrate. In this article here, it says consuming carbs alongside protein helps to support the production of tryptophan, which is then converted into serotonin, also known as the happy hormone. Get your carbs mostly from whole grains, fruits, and vegetables as these provide fiber and essential nutrients to support overall health and mental well-being. Okay, so one thing I will talk about health-wise too is, look, I love dates all of a sudden. I fucking love them. They look disgusting, but, you know, they're delicious. They, you, you, you rip them open, you take that pit out, and you got this, like, sugary, caramel-flavored, you know, Raisin, really? Giant raisin? It's just, uh, you know, and I I went a long time hating raisins and shit like that. Now I'm I'm good with it. But I've been eating these dates, and I, I bought them, and, you know, my friend Billy Hoosh, the podcast, he got me some dates a while ago that I finished, but they were from Iran. They were, like, legit, and they didn't have a ton of the health information stuff on them. So I got one, you know, the more from, like, fucking Longos or whatever in a box, and... I didn't realize that like one date has 13 grams of sugar. <laughs> one day I had like eight dates. And then I was like all freaked out. I'm like, oh shit, like that's so much sugar. Like you're not supposed to have that much sugar. You're supposed to have like 25 grams of sugar a day or something. Isn't that what the fucking whole thing is? I don't know. It's not a lot though. That's two dates. Two dates for your whole day of sugar. Okay. Like I, oh my God. Like I feel like I don't need a lot of sugar, but maybe I do. Cause I don't eat candy and shit, but I obviously get it from yogurt and I get it from these dates and you know, but they're fucking so good for you. They've got tons of fiber. They've got antioxidants. They've, they've got some like dates are fucking great for you. So I, and because it's not processed sugar, I think it's a little different. Um, and, and from the research that I've done on dates, didn't mean to get into a date talk here, but you know, it just came up. Sorry folks. But uh, diabetics t- like to eat dates because it has a low glycemic index and that means they can control their sugar and stuff better. So like diabe- diabetics actually are told to eat dates. So I, uh, I love dates and I don't give a fuck. I'm not going to eat eight a day, but I will, you know, <laughs> I will have a couple. I will have a couple. Maybe, maybe post-workout. That'd be a good post-workout. Have, you know, you need a little sugar, little five, 
fuck. It's just, they're so delicious. So yeah, like Jordan Peterson, you got to fucking eat your carbs, man. You got to get some carbs in you. I don't understand all these guys that are like only eating meat. Like I saw that fucking, there's like one of those guys that, you know, is super ripped and only eats meat and uh, these fucking yoo-hoos on, on the Instagram reels and shit. And like, he says he doesn't even have to wipe his ass. He doesn't even have to wipe his ass after he shits because he doesn't eat any fiber. It's like, that guy's, that guy's definitely caked his pants more than once eating no fiber. Eating no fiber. Jesus. Next up, folks. What do we got? Now, this is an interesting one. This is something that I've battled with my wife with for years. And that is, is being exposed to light while you're sleeping bad for your health? And I found this article on CNN. I'll post the link to it so you can read it as well. But it says, exposure to any light during sleep is linked to obesity, serious health issues. Even dim light can disrupt sleep, raising the risk of serious health issues in older adults. And yeah, so, you know, like uh, we spent many years in our relationship where she liked to wake up to light, you know, so we, we had very light colored blinds and stuff and where we, our old place in Toronto, it was just like, you got fucking hit in the morning with light. Once that sun's up, that, that room, it was lit. Right. And then, you know, we moved here, we got like heavier blinds and curtains and stuff so we can make it really dark here. And something changed to my wife. I don't know what the fuck, but all of a sudden she was like, I don't know if I'm getting a good enough sleep because of the light that, you know, by the time six, six thirty, seven in the morning or five thirty, whatever the sun comes up, it's starting to hit your eyelids and it's starting to fuck with your sleep. And you might say like, well, it's time for you to get up, Matt. Well, some people don't fucking go to bed at eight and get up at fucking five or whatever. Like everyone's on a different schedule. I ain't on that schedule, folks. There's nothing wrong with that. I ain't a day napper for all you early risers. I know you got to have like two, three naps in a fucking day. I don't like that. I don't like... Uh, that feels too chaotic to me. Naps feel chaotic. Every time I take a nap, I feel weird when I wake up. You know, like I had to take one this week because I was just so fucking exhausted from the work that I was up so late and I had to get up. You know, like I had to do it. I had to do it one day, but it's fucking rare for me. It's fucking rare. Don't like the nap lifestyle. So anyway, they did some studies showed that like having any kind of light on and like the problem with us is that we leave the TV on, but we do put on all these sleep timers and shit so that it does turn off. So it's not on all night ever. Usually only like 30 minutes into our sleep, maybe. But like it, it can, if you have these lights on or if you have the you know TV light, anything like that, it can like raise your heart rate. It can fuck with your like blood sugar levels. <laughs> so... So we, we're, in the, we're in the pitch black now, not because of this article, but we have been for a while. And we're even to the point where we're like, you know, my wife's got sensitivities to just even the little tiny lights of TVs and shit like that. We got to cover all that shit up. And it's very frustrating because we bought a TV for the bedroom that was cheaper. But the TV light, the standby light is fucking white. It's a white standby. light. Look, what the fuck? Why would they do that? Why would they make it red? Why wouldn't they make it blue? Why would they pick white? You know? Is that really where you're saving money on the cheap TV? I mean, it's still like 400 bucks for a 55 inch. Why you gotta make it fucking white? Why can't you just even tint the fucking glass that the bulb is behind? Whatever. So what we gotta do I don't want to get too complicated here, but we have a timer that just shuts it like pulls the plug on the TV at a point. So we use a we use the Hue stuff and we got a Hue plug. It's plugged into the TV. We set a timer on the fucking Hue thing and then it just shuts the TV. It pulls the plug, pulls the power. Boom. I got warranties on the TV up to yin yang. So if something happens with this, it's so far so good. Doesn't really do anything. And then then we're in total darkness. So I know a lot of people that don't sleep in like complete black 
darkness. And, you know, this study is kind of showing that maybe you need to rethink that. Maybe it's better for your health. You can get up at whatever fucking time you want. I don't care if you get up at five. I don't care if you get up before sunrise, but maybe you need to fucking get those curtains shut until you can uh, get up and start your day. Set your alarm, get your ass up, sleep in the fucking dark, okay? Last thing about the fucking health news. I know this is a bit of a longer one today. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. We're almost at that, that other shit. So the Peloton, you know I love to give you those Peloton updates. You know I live for them Peloton updates. What did I say? What have I said through this pandemic on this podcast? I knew this shit wasn't going to last. They are so fucked up. They've had the bad press. They had the fucking the fucking Chris Noth commercial they had to pull because he was like accused of rape and all this shit. You got these expensive exercise bikes. You know, during the pandemic, nobody was going to gyms. It was just the right time, but it was... Not sustainable. Now the market is saturated with these bikes. Peloton was going to open their own factory in Ohio to to manufacture these things. Keep it up, right? Because they're going to just keep pushing these things out, but it's not happening anymore. They're pulling out of that. And now any bike that they make, they're not making themselves. So they're probably going for that. They're going for that China dip. Just like my fit to do, fit to do exercise bike. Just to do <laughs> the, I don't know. Hey, I love my exercise bike, but it is one bullshit looking thing. They jazzed up a cheap bike. You know, I mean, to a certain extent, they're all the same, but I don't have a screen or anything like this. I could put an iPad on it. There's a holder for an iPad. I can get the, pay the 40 bucks or whatever it is a month for Peloton subscription. That's the thing. The, the, the bike is to get you in, but they really need you to get on those subscriptions. And it's not even like you got to use it all the time because people are so used to the, the uh, it's a long tradition of people with gym memberships to have the membership and to not use it. And like, that's what's most important for people with Peloton, for the people that work there. They need you to get that. Uh, even if you don't use it, they want you paying for that. God damn subscription and it's just going to be interesting to see what happens what's going to happen like are they going to stop like it seems like they're they're uh they're not getting as many instructors and stuff anymore like eventually they're going to be let go maybe the the instructors are going to go to other companies and work for third-party apps and stuff and and then peloton is going to have to open up and be like you can you know, use whatever fucking app on those screens. Turn it into a goddamn Apple TV. I don't fucking know. Their market, their stock crashed. You know, they've suspended their production. The treadmill killed a kid. They are, uh, they're in trouble. They're in trouble. We're getting closer to seeing them motherfuckers at a garage sale for 200 fucking bucks. Welcome to the uh, last part of the podcast episode, All That Other Shit. This is where I this is where I talk about whatever the fuck I want. It doesn't have to be health. It can be entertainment. It could be whatever, you know? So it's kind of like what I do in the opening turd. I jam as much as I fucking can into these 45 minutes or 50 minutes, okay? Especially when I'm not staying consistent on my episodes. You know, I've had a little bit of an uptick right now in the episodes because... I submitted it for a podcast award, some podcast. I don't, I don't even know what it is really, but I, I submit it every year. And this is a podcast. You know, I don't promote this podcast. That's not what this podcast is about. This has found people in the America. It has found people in the South America. It has found people in Ireland and Russia, South Africa, and the UK and Germany. Okay, this is, this is an international pod. If you found it, you're lucky. Okay, I think it's I think it's fun enough to listen to for something that's that's never getting promoted, you know? I got different reasons for that. Some personal that I don't want to tell you about and the, and the ones that I have told you about. 
And anyway, this is the other shit portion. And it's going to be more entertainment-based for this one, okay? This week, I finally, you know, I was up early, had some time before work started, and I was like, you know what? I've been putting this off until, like, since the beginning of Netflix. I remember when I first got a shitty Canadian Netflix account. I remember how fucking terrible the catalog was at the beginning of the Canadian Netflix experience. I don't know if you remember that Canadian people, but it was fucking brutal. But one of the movies that was on there first that caught my eye that I added to that list was Taxi Driver. And some 12, 13 years later, I had not watched that movie. It's been on Netflix. They've pulled it off. Then they put it back on. And I finally watched it. I finally watched Taxi Driver. I was like, I got to get this out. I don't want to watch it when Martin Scorsese is dead. I want to see while he's still alive. You know, he's getting up there, Marty. We're going to lose Marty eventually. Weird to see that he had like a cameo in it, which he was like, kind of good. I didn't realize he was like kind of a big cameo guy in his movies. Not not like big roles, but he likes to he likes to be a guy in the background in his movies. I think that's kind of fun. Especially with like how serious he is and how much he hates Marvel. But I watched Taxi Driver and you you know, so I I get it. I get it. You know, for a movie that came out in 1976, it's a it's a cool movie. I di- I did like it. You know, Jodie Foster at like 14 years old, man, you know, she was really showing her chops then. Um, yeah, it was like, uh, it was definitely a bit of a, an uncomfortable character for sure. Cause I think at his, you know, at, at the, the root of his character, he's this creepy fucked up guy. And maybe he's got PTSD. I don't. I don't know. He's fucked up though, and how he kind of gets away with it at the end, where it gets turned around, and I don't know. It just like he he fucking goes on a date with with Sybil. He goes on a fucking date with Sybil and takes her to a porn theater. Like man, that was fucked up. That was fucked up. And I like that that movie that really showed the grime of New York at that time, which was. There was, you know, such a big area of just fucking sex shows and, you know, all that peep show nasty shit. Like, apparently, like, you know, Times Square was nasty. Nasty in the fucking 70s and 80s. So I watched that, and then I watched, you know, R.I.P. Jimmy Kahn. Jimmy Kahn died, and... I remember hearing on, I think it was a Mark Maron interview, but he said that his, the favorite movie that he did was called Thief. And it was a Michael Mann movie. It was, I think, Michael Mann's, one of his first movies. And so I was like, fuck, I'm going to watch this movie. I want to see what Jimmy Kahn liked so much about this movie. And it was, you know, a pretty cool jewelry heist movie. Willie Nelson's in it. <laughs> he's got like, he's got two scenes. One, he's like dying. The other one, He's he's in jail and he's visiting James Con and it's the weirdest fucking scene. Cause he's sitting so close to the glass, and the look in his eyes. I don't know if I, I look. Willie was probably stoned during that production. Okay, I'm pretty sure he was smoking some joints, especially because he's not an actor, so he's probably nervous. He's acting with James Con. Be fucking shitting bricks. But he was sitting so close to the glass. And he's playing like a father figure to James Conn, but he, I couldn't tell. It's like, does he want to fuck him? Like, it just, you got to watch the scene. It's just so, it really threw me off. I didn't know, I didn't know what the fuck his motives were in that. It was like, these, he's coming like, he's, he's an, a lover that hasn't seen his, his, you know, partner because he's been in jail. It just, the look on his face and his eyes and he's so, they're, it's so close to the glass, you know, and the dude, James Conn did. He's got a funny walk. I don't know what it is with James Conn. It's like he walked, he either walked like he's got to take a shit really bad all the time. And he's like, fuck it. I ain't shit more than once every two weeks. Fuck it. <laughs> that's either part of his, maybe that's part of his, uh, you know, 
his acting process. I don't know. Or he just walks on his heels and he's like, I ain't ever fucking touching my toes on the ground. I'm a fucking heel walker here. I'm a fucking heel walker from Brooklyn. I fucking walk on my heels. He's got <laughs> such a peg leg type of walk. It's just, uh, you know, yeah, maybe I was a bit stoned when I watched it, but <laughs> that's up for debate. <laughs> it was so fucked up. It was just so fucked up. Okay, moving on. Moving on. Okay. Speaking of, like, uh, weird fucked up creatures, <laughs> which Jimmy Khan isn't. Not like this fucking guy. So I don't know why this pissed me off so much. Mickey Rourke fucking came for Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise's career on a stupid Piers Morgan show. Just listen to this fucking melted purse. When you see someone like Tom Cruise, you know, grossing a billion dollars with Top Gun Maverick, the sequel, 35 years or so after the first one, what do you, what do you think of that? That doesn't mean to me. The guy's been doing the the same effing part for 35 years. You know, (laughs) there's, you know, I mean, uh, I got no respect for that. Really? No, I don't get. I don't give it. No, nah, that's re- yeah, really, brother. I don't <laughs> care about money and power. I care about when I watch Al Pacino work and Chris Walken and and De Niro's early work and oh, not uh, his late work. Richard Harris's <laughs> work and Ray Winstone's work. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of that's the kind of actor I want to be like. Monty Cliff and you know Brando back in the day and. Uh, a lot, uh, uh, a lot of guys that just tried to stretch as actors and be the. You don't think Tom and, Cruise is a is a good actor? I think he's irrelevant. Okay, Mickey. Oh, okay. Mickey Rourke coming for Tom Cruise. He, I don't know what the fuck's going on with him. He's he's had some surgery. He's had some surgery. He's looking, he's looking like the fucking mask villain that put on some uh, body paint. He put on that Jack Nicholson fucking <laughs> Joker makeup when he's trying to cover up his, you know, like stained Joker white face. Remember when he like, you remember that scene when he had, he had to, he had to put on like, like uh cream colored makeup to look normal. And he looked fucking insane. That's what Mickey Rourke looks like. Now he looks like the Joker with that fucking grin at that meeting uh, he's, he's looking fucked. He, I, I gotta say, he's looking a bit younger. I think it is. I can't really tell what age he is. He's kind of looking like he's in his fifties. I think he's in his sixties at least. He's coming for Tom and look, I come for Tom too with some things. I think the Scientology shit is fucked up. I think, you know, it, it's wild when we see these actors in Scientology, they are in a cult. They are in an actual cult and they've been able to kind of exist and not, you know, be fucking, you know, trashed like most cult people usually do. (laughs) I do think a lot of it is brainwashing with him. I think a lot of it is blackmail. I think, you know, they got, they got that fucking black book on him. I think he's stuck. I think it's, you know, not, it's not an easy thing for him to ever get out of. There's been rumors that uh, there's times where he's wanted to be out, and I, I, I Tom Cruise makes me sad. He's just seen he's I can't imagine the last thirty years without Tom Cruise doing his shit. And yeah, like he's not he's done some roles that I think were not just him doing actiony stuff. You know, he did some Kubrick. He did Eyes Wide Shut. He, he did Interview with the Vampire. I thought that was a good you know he did a good take on that. Born on the 4th of July, played the Vietnam vet. Like, he's done some good shit. Tom's done some good shit, and even his action films are good. But how can you not respect him and his, like, what he's doing now is fuck. He's fucking doing all his own stunts. He's falling out of planes. He's fucking, you don't, uh, the, you don't uh, respect that, Mickey? Come on. Like, I'd like to, Tom is entertaining. Put all his personal shit aside. Tom Cruise is an entertaining superstar. And looking at him, it's like, oh, yeah, the wrestler. Mickey Rourke's back now. And then he wasn't back. 
You know, and he did one of those fucking big movies. He tried to do a big action movie, but no one really gave a fuck. What was he in, like Iron Man 2, 3? I don't fucking know. Didn't didn't keep him on like this path of doing action films just because he's a big fucking buffed out looking wrestler. And I liked him in The Wrestler, but this guy, he seems fucked, fucked up. He seems like he's pissed a lot of people off in, in Hollywood. And, and I'll tell you this, I don't think Tom Cruise gives a fuck what Mickey Rourke has to say about not comparing him to... Brando and De Niro earlier work. You mentioned he did say earlier work. He's not a fan of analyze this. He's not a fan of analyze that. <laughs> he ain't going to see meet the fuckers. He's, he's not doing that. Anyway, I just, uh, as you know, I've talked about it before, but my goal in life is to get on, Tom Cruise's cake list. He has a cake list. He has some coconut cake he loves. He never eats it. So he sends it to people and he, he mails these cakes to people so that they can enjoy for him. And they're not even like close friends. Sometimes it's just like he hits it off with someone doing an interview with him and they get on the cake list. And Tom, I just want on the cake list, man. I want this coconut cake. That's all I want. I don't want you to put me in a movie. I don't need to be in Mission Impossible. I don't need to do any of that shit. Just get me on the fucking cake list. I want the coconut fucking cake. All right, last thing to talk about. I'm going to end with a little clip, a little tribute to a comedian in Toronto who has died recently. Kind of a big shockwave going through the comedy community. I'm not in it. I'm very well connected to it, obviously, because all my friends are in it. They are comedians. I was at one time, but clearly I am not. I have not done the work. So I do not ever refer to myself as a comedian. I refer to myself as a comedic actor or a character actor or whatever, but I do never I never refer to myself as a comedian because I don't do the work. This is a guy who did the work. His name was Nick Nemiroff. I didn't know him personally. He was never on our other podcast, Confederacy of Dunks. He was a basketball fan. He played basketball. He was a tall guy. And he's like, uh, you know, he did, he had like a deadpan quality. He's one of those kind of like, not quite one-liners, but quick jokes-ish because he has very slow delivery, deadpanned. Very funny, very smart. You can tell from Montreal, died a couple weeks ago. And let me tell you, from what I know from the comic community, it really shook him up. It really shook him up because it just came out of nowhere. It wasn't suicide was he just went to he wasn't feeling good he canceled the set in montreal he went to bed and he died and i don't know that you know their family maybe has a coroner report or whatever this guy's 32 and he's dead and you know it's it's really shaking him up because you know i've i've thought about this in the past too with the the community in toronto and they haven't really dealt with a lot of tragedy there hasn't been a lot of young guns that have just died you know whether that be you know, health, suicide, drugs, you know, it just it hasn't really touched them so much in the city. As far as I know, as far as me having my, you know, ear to the uh, the beat. So he's this guy, I don't know, it's just, it's a sad thing because this guy was 32 and, you know, it just kind of seemed like he was really starting to come into his, his thing. And now all he's got is, you know, he's got one album that I'll post a link to. I'll play a little clip from one of his his tracks, you can get a little taste of Nick and then, uh, you know, go, go to Spotify and give his album a listen, you, you know, and, uh, he's also on, uh, the rap battles Canada show, which Freddie does warm up for. That's my, uh, the host of the other pod I do. He does the warm up for, for rap battles Canada. And I know a lot of the people that have been on it, you know, and his has been on our show. He, he hosts it. And it's, it's pretty, you know, I feel like there's some good burns. I, I'm kind of over the whole roast thing, but uh, his stuff is great. I really like his stuff. I think it's like, that's the kind of shit that I, I live for. You know, I like the misdirection burns more than anything than, you know, just being a, being a jerk and shit. It's like, eh. It's like even watching fucking Jeff Ross's roast battles is like, eh, I don't need to watch this. Gives a shit. Okay, we get it, you know. So anyway, the one thing I will talk about with this, which is a little fucking annoying, is because Nick Nemiroff died so suddenly, 
And, you know, I've talked to Freddie about this and stuff, but like, it seems like the anti-vax community has, you know, latched onto him. They've gone through his tweets. He made jokes about getting, you know, when he got the vaccine and all this shit. And he was, you know, I don't know if they're Russian bots. There's some talk that they might be bots doing this, trying to stir it up. But they're referring to him as being killed by by, uh, the vaccine. And they're calling it sudden... (laughs) Sudden adult death syndrome. Sudden adult death syndrome. SADS. So, you know, SIDS for the kids, SADS for the dads. So, <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny, but just the fact that they're like, yes, you know, I can see they, they've coined this and they love it. And it just really fucking pisses me off because you don't know, you don't know his health background. You don't know shit. You know, maybe he had something as a kid that he never talked about. You know, maybe, who knows? Who knows? He might have just had an aneurysm, which happens to some people. You know, maybe, uh, who who fucking knows? You don't know. All you know is he died suddenly, and now it's like, oh, it was the. Uh, this is what I'm so tired about with this fucking vaccine stuff. You know, everyone's hesitant about the fucking vaccine now. They're open up for fourth doses. Even I'm a bit hesitant to be. To, you know, it's it's hard for me not to be like, can't I just wait? until the fall and get the one that is more triggered for the Omicron virus. Like it's, it's hard for me to want to go get that one, especially cause I'm so safe. You know, I stay home. I've got three shots in me. I do get it. And there's, it's obviously there ain't no lines for the vaccine anymore. Let me tell you that you can go in and get a fucking vaccine shot now where it's like a, the, the COVID-19 vaccines are now hovering into the flu vaccine territory where you can't fucking pay people to get the shot. I've been one of those people. I've been one of those people. I haven't gotten a flu shot even through this whole thing. You know, I don't know what the fuck it is about the flu. Cause I'll tell you, I had it a couple of years ago. I either had COVID or I had the flu way before this whole shit started. And boy, it almost killed me. It was bad. So these fucking anti-vaxxers, even like fucking Jamie Soleil. Remember Jamie Soleil? Remember the little figure skater, eyes stuck together, two millimeters apart, fucking cavewoman Jamie Soleil? Remember the the touching story, uh, the Russians fucking judge and all that shit in the Olympics, and they got their gold taken away. They got silver, then they got handed a gold. You, you remember 2002 Olympics, Jamie Soleil? Well, now she's just a... A fucking anti-vax, you know, nut bar on Twitter, which was like, you know, not surprising in some ways. I don't know. She's like in Alberta, I think. I think she's from Alberta. I don't know. Could be wrong about that, but her eyes are fucking, she's like Cyclops. And she's got that one eye focused on any any sudden death that happens. She's going to fucking fuel that that flame. She's going to fuel, fuel that flame, fuel it, fuel it. Anyway, I don't know what the fuck happened with this, with, uh, this comedian. I don't think it's fair to, you know, insinuate what happened to him because we don't know. And it really, it's none of our fucking business, but at the end of the day, it's a tragedy. Nick Nemiroff, R.I.P., Go listen to his album, The Pursuit of Comedy Has Ruined My Life. <laughs> uh, it's just a, it's a great title. It's a great title. Here is a uh, one of his tracks. It's only a minute long, so uh, you'll get a little flavor of what Nick's about. Went, I went to a haunted house last uh, St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> so much cheaper. I like when you go to a haunted house and they make you put on a blindfold and they're like, oh, feel this. It's uh, brains. It's disgusting brains. You take the blindfold off and it's just spaghetti. I went to a haunted house in Sicily. (laughs) They use Nona's secret recipe. That's fucking funny. You guys got to touch it. It's so good. (laughs) 
that's Nick Nemiroff. The Pursuit of Comedy has ruined my life. Check it out on Spotify or uh, I guess anywhere you can stream your shit. Um, yeah, too bad. R.I.P. Nick. Never got to know you, but uh, was a fan from afar. So thanks for listening to Come Loose. And make sure you subscribe and all that good shit. Make sure you hit the like buttons and get on your pod catches and everything else. And hey, hopefully I'll be back next week. Maybe we'll get that second one in in, in July. Who knows? Who fucking knows?